This is Miller's Edge on Tide Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. before the SEC Championship Showdown. Down in Hot Atlanta, which is not a familiar place for the Tide. It won many games there. National Championship games, bowl games, SEC Championship games. I mean, so this team is uh, used to playing in the Mercedes-Benz Dome, so not, nothing unfamiliar with the Tide. But want to move past the Auburn game and move toward breaking down the Georgia game because that's all that matters. One game... Leave your, measure, leave your resume on the desk and say, here it is. That's what Alabama's going to do. One game, you go ball out, you leave your resume on the desk, and then leave it into the hands of the committee and walk out. And who knows what's going to happen from there. So we're going to talk about ways that maybe we think Alabama could get into the college football playoffs, of course, reveal the final Reveal, I guess I should say before they pick the final four is tonight. Uh, many of us believe Alabama probably going to be right at number eight again. Um, we'll see where Ohio State falls. We'll some of that scuttlebutt on today. And of course we'll break down this matchup because it is a matchup that I think can be favorable for the tide. And I'll tell you, <coughs> excuse me, I'll tell you why here. In just a moment. I am driving, if you can hear a little bit of road noise. I am on my way to Title Town, bypassing through Hot Atlanta, coming to Tuscaloosa, and uh, to be making my way back uh, toward the weekend. So, apologize if it's a little bit of road noise, but I am doing radio as I drive. 205 342 9904 is the number to the program. Because don't forget to download that free app, Tide 100.9. You can leave your comments, questions, thoughts right there, nor 
We always hype him up as being one excellent reader. I mean, he reads extremely well, and uh, he can read your comments, thoughts, whatever you put on there quite well. So we love to hear. We love using the app. It's been great for us on this for sure. So a lot of you uh, are definitely use it. So I just continue to ask that you will continue to uh, use that app. And, uh, of course, we'll take your phone calls. We'd love to take it to the people, 205-342-9904. We're sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store, America's Arch Support Experts. Let's head down to T-Town like I'm headed, really, down to T-Town. Christian, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Uh, neck is a little stiff, so you know where I'm probably going to head to. My good friends over at Spine and Sport Chiropractic. Remember, guys, Spine and Sport Chiropractic provides quality chiropractic services for chronic conditions, injuries, sports-related trauma, and more right here in the heart of West Alabama. Come and discover how this form of medicine can improve your overall health by addressing the original cause of your ailments instead of masking your pain. If you're in need of this relief like I am this morning, contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at 205-345-8102. I promise you will not be disappointed, guys. You will feel better than ever. Brand new. Go get adjusted right now at Spine and Sport Chiropractic right here in Tuscaloosa. But uh, other than that, man, I'm feeling good, man. Uh, always feel, always love it when you know, wake up. It's nice, sunny outside. Get my day going. Hit the gym, and uh, now I get to do what I enjoy doing is talk some football. So uh, I know you talked about uh, this matchup with Georgia. Everybody's talking about it. Look, man, I, 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 I look. I'm not gonna lie. I still I haven't changed too much in terms of being a little concerned, even if we if we beat Georgia. Just seeing how things work uh, work out. Now, obviously, that's out of my hands, out out of everybody's hands, but. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I, and here's the thing, and, and I hate to keep talking about this, but we, we've talked about this. I think last year we talked about it too when Alabama was fighting to get in and Ohio State was trying to get in. Like, here's the thing, like, you hear the term most deserving four teams, or is it the best four teams? And if it's the best four teams, if you clearly beat number one Georgia in their backyard in Atlanta, you're, you're clearly one of the best four teams. Like, there's not even really much of an argument there. Uh, but when they start throwing around the term, that you know, the most deserving teams, and it just starts getting confusing. But we can talk a little bit about that as well. Or we can wait till tomorrow once these rankings come out, even though, like you said, there's probably not going to be too much movement. Ohio State's definitely going to move. We'll see where they end up dropping to. Um, I'm pretty sure they're out of it. I don't think they have a chance of even really getting in the playoffs at this point. Um, that's just kind of what I what I feel about that. So, know about that? I won't send it out just yet. I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I know they still have a shot because I mean, the loss is to number two, maybe number one at some point. Michigan um, on the road. I, I get it. I still think they have an argument, but I think it's with the dilemma that we already have. I just think it's kind of hard to to see them in in this picture. But I guess we'll, we'll have to see. But uh, with all that being said, in terms of this matchup with Georgia, um, no, I, I, I agree with you in terms of I think it can be favorable to Alabama. I said last week or maybe a couple weeks ago, whenever it was, um, I just I really believe uh, that Jalen Milrow can be a, a, a nightmare for Georgia's defense, right? I mean, we see how Alabama can struggle with, with the dual-threat quarterbacks. Georgia's kind of the same way. I mean, they, they've got pretty much the same type of defense, same philosophies. Um, we've seen that. And I don't know if you heard Kirby's uh, press conference. Maybe Noah can pull it up at some point. Um, where Cur- or Kirby Smart was just praising Jalen Milrow yesterday in his press conference. Uh, you know, he basically said, you know, <laughs> this guy's a bigger, stronger, more physical Lamar Jackson. So some extremely high praise 
uh, for Jalen Miller. Was he was he buttering him up before he plays him? I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Maybe definitely with some validity there because, I mean, he, he is, you know, pretty dang fast like Lamar. He's got a, you know, a rocket kind of like Lamar. Uh, but he's definitely bigger and more physical in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I just thought that was interesting the way Kirby talked about that. Obviously, when you play a dual-threat quarterback, it presents all types of challenges. But seeing the progression of Jalen Miller as a passer – and what he's been able to do uh, throwing the football, um, that that definitely makes him even more of a weapon. And so you take all those things into consideration. And I'll be honest, I, I think he could pose some serious issues uh, for Georgia's defense. I think it's going to be uh, dependent on you know how how we call this game, how everything else is going, how our O line plays, how well we can establish our run. Um, but if we can kind of start firing on all cylinders, man, and, and kind of let let Jalen Milrow play. I'm not gonna lie. I'm with you. I kind of I like our our odds in this game now. Is it going to be easy? Absolutely not. I mean, we're talking about these guys are. Did I get this right? I mean, are they like 29 and 0 in their last 29 games, something like that? <laughs> I know that. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that I mean they're on a roll, right? But they're obviously not. Uh, they're not perfect. They're not invincible. I mean, they didn't look the best versus Georgia Tech. Um, again, they didn't look the best versus several teams throughout the year. But they always – the biggest thing is they always find a way, right? They struggle a little bit with South Carolina. They found a way. And so when I look at this matchup, you know, obviously it's going to be a physical one. You know, you're going against a really talented, talented team. Uh, but I think what it's really going to come down to in this game, because this is what it kind of always comes down to when you play Georgia, is really finishing, man. It's about how you finish. And can Alabama do what they need to do to finish this game? Can they limit the explosive plays? And then when it comes down to it, we saw them finish against Auburn, so they got that going for them. Um, but that, that to me is going to be huge, is how you finish. Because I, I think this is going to be one heck of a football game. And I, I'm fired up. I'm, I'm excited for it. I can't wait. Um, and I'm, I'm with you, though. As we break it down, I think we'll kind of start seeing kind of how some things may look, kind of previewing some things on how this game may shape out to be. But – um, the way Alabama's been playing, again, take take the – I'm not going to say take the Auburn game out of it, right, but just remember that was a rivalry game on the road. But how they've been playing up to that game, um, again, they're totally a different team than they were week two, man, totally different team. You take this current Alabama team, you match them up with this Georgia team, who also has been playing some good football, uh, I think we're, we're, in store, we're in store for a really good game. You throw everything out the window, right? It, what you did last week, three weeks, 12 weeks ago, doesn't matter. It's one shot. I mean, you, it's four quarters or however long it takes uh, to to get things done. Doesn't matter. You just got to focus on this one game and see where the chips fall, right? And, and I think you put everything into this game. If you're Tommy Reese, you got to have trick plays. You got to do everything to win this one. Because if you win this one and you make the playoffs, it's a new season. It's the best of two. And then I like Alabama chances there. So, listen, the streak is great. But you know what streaks are, are made for? Ending. Right? They, they are made to be ended, canceled, finished. And I think that's the, that's the, mindset of this football team is let's go out there. Who cares how many they won in a row? Kudos, golf clap, respect. But this is a one-shot deal. You've gotten better. You've, you've evolved. 
you know your quarterback is, you know who your play playmakers are. No, you know everything. Now, what do you do against this football team? Listen, so you want to go back because these are two teams that know each other extremely well. There's no tricks, really. There's there's nothing. Kirby Smart knows everything about Alabama. He knows everything about Nick Saban. He knows his regiment. He knows how he he encourages. He knows everything. He knows what kind of music he likes. And so does Nick Saban. He knows everything about Kirby Smart. So these teams know each other. They're the same. They mimic each other. Georgia's just trying to be what Alabama has been for a decade and a half. And they're doing a dang good job of it, by the way. So who has the better team? Most people will tell you Georgia has a better team because of the 29 wins in a row, because of the back-to-back national championship, because of going, you know, undefeated in regular season again, even though they haven't looked like the Georgia team of old. What I'm going to tell you, the last time these, these two teams met, Bryce Young, national championship game, and I've been saying this since the game, Alabama was a better football team than Georgia. Alabama has some bad luck, meaning injuries. The one area that you could attack Georgia was down the field in the passing game, which we lit them up, right? In Atlanta, weeks before that, in the NC Championship, we blew them out. I don't know how how, uh, many people can remember, so let me remind you. Alabama blew out Georgia in the SEC Championship the last time they played. And they met again in the National Championship game. And Alabama lost a deep threat receiver. They had bet she was out. Alabama played with a lot of freshman wide receivers in that game. And Bryce Young really didn't have a go-to guy. So what Georgia did, they turned up the blitz game. They blitzed Bryce Young. They put pressure on him because they were not concerned after the injuries of what what guys can do on the outside. So that being said, this Alabama team has the ability to attack you deep. They They have the ability to attack you underneath. They have tight ends that can stretch the field. They have a running game. Even though we don't know Jace McClellan, his status, re-injuring his foot, we don't know what that's going to look like. But no, don't worry. They got some dudes that can play. Okay, so I like this matchup because I've watched Georgia games. And Georgia is great. You can't take that away from them. But they are vulnerable. You talk about the offensive line and all of this. I'm telling you right now. Alabama should have success, especially on the edge with the edge rushers. Our linebackers are back healthy. And I think our secondary is really good. They got one guy that I, and I ain't really scared of him. And I don't have to be because I don't play. What I'm telling you is McConkie is a good little receiver. But they got to hit him. They got to play him physical at the line of scrimmage. They have to do that. With Bowers. Bowers, if you just let these guys run down the seam, 
Don't put your hand on them. Don't put your hand on them. And it becomes seven on seven. You got to play both those guys, excuse me, physical. Georgia has a decent running game. Milton and others. But this, to me, is not the Georgia team that I've seen in the last couple years. Defensively, they're good. I will not call them great. And I don't think they've, they played a team that's as good and as balanced as your Alabama Crimson Tide. That can run it, that can throw it, and just as good on, on, on defense and also special teams. So people are going to say, oh, Georgia, 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 Georgia. Because of yesterday, last week, two years ago, back to back, they're going to say that. But it's weird to me listening to people to talk about Alabama like they are inferior to the Georgia Bulldogs. The devil is a liar. So my thing is, they just got to go out there and play. They got to go out there and, and execute. They can't have laughs. They can't start slow. They can't act like they're not motivated. They got to play with an edge. They got to play with some fire. And if they do that, they're going to win this game. Because I'm not buying everything people are saying about Georgia. They play the week schedule. And so I'm not buying what everybody's saying about Georgia. Well, I think well, Alabama... Well, the, the schedule ended up looking better towards the end of the year. They, they have yeah, more, but, but still. for competition at the end. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying how great this team is. And I think if you're an Alabama Crimson Tide fan, you should have great confidence. Don't worry about what happened at, at the Iron Bowl at Jared Hill Stadium. That was just one of those things that, that happens, right? That, that's just what happens in this game. But if you're looking and, and looking at the way I'm looking at it, I think Alabama has a heck of a chance of winning this game. I think so, too. And we can keep diving more into that. And take some of your calls. Remember, the number is 205-342-9904. If you'd like to join in on the conversation as we start to preview Alabama, Georgia, SEC Championship in Atlanta this Saturday. Uh, so, Give us a call. Offer your thoughts. We'll be back. About to take a quick time out. You're listening to the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9 and 1230 WTBC. Take a quick time out. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Christian Miller, and we're celebrating Roll Tide all Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny, cool afternoon, Tuscaloosa side 51. We go below freezing again tonight, clear with a low at 27. Tomorrow's sunny with a high at 56. Thursday, partly sunny during the day. Rain moves in Thursday night, the high at 60. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 50 degrees in Tuscaloosa. about that man what you know about that i know everything about that <laughs> everything 
Yeah, I mean, all I know is that they say talk about it, and it's a talking Tuesday. There you go. Yeah, I like, I like that. that. Let's, well, like let's it. talk about it then. Let's talk about this matchup, SEC 2023 Championship, where the Tide, I believe, he into the betting thing. I believe the number is, what, four and a half, five points, something like that, a little less than a touchdown. So that means, you know, people are betting heavy on Georgia. It's all good. All I can tell you, Nick Saban has a very impressive record in Atlanta. And he don't lose to the Georgia Bulldogs in the SEC championship games. And that's going to stay consistent because I believe this team is I, – I'll, I'll say this, Christian. I think, you know, last week was a letdown, and I've talked about that. I've been very vocal about that, the not being prepared, maybe overlooking Auburn, looking forward to this game. I think this week I'm kind of glad – that happened because I think they got all the cobwebs out. This game, if you can't get up for this game, you played in four of these, these SEC title games. You won four, right? You won four of these. Am I right in saying that? Yes. You won four SEC championships. If you can't get up for this game, something wrong with you. Sick or dead. Because this right here makes you blood boil. And the fact that Georgia has stolen, you know what, you know, on, on the website, they always warn you about identity theft and how you can protect your identity from these thieves. Mm. Well, the Georgia Bulldogs have stolen the identity of Alabama. Mm. They have stolen everything Kirby Swan came to Tuscaloosa. Did a heck of a job as a defensive coordinator. Did a heck of a job of bringing talent to Tuscaloosa. Finally gets a chance to go back to his school where he played football. And has won two national championships back-to-back. And now people, again, want to say how they are the new Alabama. I classify that as identity theft. They have stolen your blueprint. They have stolen everything Nick Saban has done and implemented Georgia. And look at what's happening. So if you're the tide, if you're Nick Saban, you're this coach staff, Tommy Reese, T-Rob, Kevin Steele, this is your moment and this is your time to reinvent the will, to take back your identity and say that we are the standard of college football. Because that's what's going to happen. And this is why I say if they win this game, oh, excuse me, when they win this game, there should not be any question. And you alluded to this. What do you want? The most deserving based on all the different things that you, the strength of record, the strength of schedule, eye test, blah, 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 blah. Or do you want the best four teams to play for one big trophy? Which is it? Yeah, I mean, I, but I, Alabama I makes a huge statement on Saturday right here in Atlanta. And I think... Kevin Steele and his offense that Georgia runs, Alabama defense matches up great. And I feel good about them being able to shut down Beck, the running game, and making them one-dimensional. And that is secondary and that that vaunted pass rush can get to work. 205-342-9904. Let me grab my phone here because I'm driving. Chris, I'll let you go ahead and do the phones because I have to look down and grab my phone. But, yeah, but I do want to take some calls. I want to hear from the people. I want to, want you to go to that free app, 100.9.
and download it. Won't cost you a thing. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, we'll go ahead and head on over to Ellis. Ellis, welcome into the Miller's Edge this morning. What's going on, man? Ooh, how y'all doing, fellas, this morning? Doing well, brother. How are you? Roll Tide, Corey. Roll Tide. I'm just ready. I'm ready for it. I went and bought me a brand new pair of cowboy boots. Oh, a brand what, new what pair kind? of pants. What, what, did you get an uh, exotic pair? Some, or uh, I got some Laredo's. Okay, nice. Uh, just a, I got just a, me a brand new pair of Levi's, and I got me a real nice dress button-up shirt, Alabama shirt. So I'm going to dress for success this weekend. Nice. I, I dig it. So you just got some right Man, I'm loving that. I'm loving that, Ellis. You got some new boots. Like some like some calf or, or did you do did you do any uh, anything fancy? Maybe some some ostrich boots? No, it was just uh just leather boots. They're just they're the kind of square on the front. Yeah, square toe. Calf. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. I like it. You gonna be dressed well, Ellis, this man, you talking to a man right Christian got about four thousand pairs of boots. Just so you know. <laughs> I used to. I used to wear them all the time. Yeah, I've got ostrich. I had python. Uh, Ooh, lizard. Yeah, well, they had some. They had some exotic boots on sale. That was like a hundred and twenty-five dollars off the original price down where I was. Dang. So, yeah. Yeah. If you were a thirteen, I probably have some that you can you can take off. You can have. Them. <laughs> no, I, I my foot. My foot. But I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm just excited and ready. Uh, I think uh, you know Georgia. Uh, Georgia's not faced a defense like we've got, and uh, I'm not worried about uh, last weekend. It was just a a bad ball game. I think they were looking forward toward Georgia. They their mind wasn't completely on that game in my book, and. Uh, I think the coach, all the coaches, and everybody, and the players are going to be are going to be ready. They ought to be, kind of like my dad and I saying. believe it. Yeah, no, and kind of like my dad was saying, you know, the SEC championship, man. I mean, it's it's one of the the most electric, best atmosphere football games that you can play in. Uh, so these guys should be fired up, which I know they will be. Um, and then just knowing like what's on the line. I mean, like I know we we emphasize national championships and and rightfully so, but. I'm telling you, man, win the SEC championship. So much fun, like, uh, after you win with the confetti falling, all the SEC signs, and knowing you're getting a ring. Like, the SEC championship rings are nice, too. Now, obviously, we still have more to accomplish, but uh, these guys ought to know, like, the, the significance of winning an SEC championship. I think sometimes it gets overshadowed by all the national championships that we've won and competed for. Uh, but the SEC championship is awesome, man. It's, hell of an ex- it's a hell of an experience. And uh, it's just, it's, again, it's, it's, a, it's a big milestone. Oh yeah, it's a, it, you know it's a, it's a, it's a big deal to me to, to for to win to win the SEC championship. Yep. So you can say you're the tops in the SEC. You yeah. know. Uh, yeah, and it's the last of divisions. And one thing I wanted to ask you, Ellis, or while you were talking, I was thinking about this. Would you be satisfied if because this could happen? It's realistic. That Alabama could win the SEC championship, beat Georgia, who number one will probably be number one tonight. And if Alabama gets snubbed, will you say this is a successful year for the Tide, or will you be upset about it? I, 
I'm going to say it'd be a successful year. You know, I'll be sad and upset that we didn't get to go to the championship game. But you look from what we look like from the start of the season until now, I think it's a big success this year. You know, where we go to the championship and then, you know, uh, from what we was and what we are now, uh, I think it's a, I think it's a success. I, I, I agree with that. I mean, I I wanted to throw that out there today. I was going to leave that for tomorrow, but when you think about it, Bing Ball playoff reveal happens tonight, top twenty-five. I expect Alabama to be probably right where they were since they started number eight, and it looks like nothing is happening. But something has to happen this weekend, starting on Friday with the Pac-12. You know, Oregon and Washington. Uh, that's going to be a huge game. So we'll be watching that game extremely close. Florida State, Louisville with his backup quarterback for Florida State. They haven't looked good. I mean, they stuck out of, out of uh, Gainesville, the swamp with the win uh, on last Saturday. But this is not the same team without uh, Jordan Travis, that's for sure, who's in front of Alabama. And then, you know, Michigan and Iowa, I think that's going to be chalk. I mean, Michigan can't play offense at all. I mean, excuse me, Iowa can't play offense at all. So, I think Alabama, like I said, in the opening, right? Just go win the game and then just go hand that resume to the committee and say, do what it with you will. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, I meant to say, the other, I, I think I called in yesterday, but uh, I enjoy I listened to the Miller's Edge Extra on YouTube on the way back from uh, Alabama Sunday, and uh, I enjoyed that. Appreciate that. Yeah, y'all heard them. Y'all heard them, uh, folks. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Miller's Edge, where we do our post game show, the Miller's Edge Extra, and we'll start posting a lot more on there. But uh, go check it out. If you if you don't get enough here with the one hour we got on Tide Hundred Point Nine, head on over to our YouTube channel. But uh, Ellis, we appreciate you always uh, supporting us, calling in, and uh, have fun. If we don't talk, we'll probably talk before then. But safe travels to Atlanta. I know you're going to be looking sharp with those new boots on and. Uh, and a new button now. That's right. And my hair cut. I'm going to have to go get my hair cut and my facial hair all cleaned up. You're going to get a buzz cut? What kind of cut are you going to do? Well, I'm bald-headed on top, but the rest of my hair, I'm just going to do like a buzz cut. All right. Nice little Well, I'm bald-headed all over, so every cut I get is buzz cut. That might be looking for a little bit more than just a win on Saturday, huh? Could be, could be. Ellis, we'll talk to you soon, man. We appreciate it, brother. Look out, ladies. I'm driving to Atlanta, but you better be careful because my friend Ellis going to show up, show out with his nice get-up. And listen, just hit us up on the uh, the Miller's Edge if you want to uh, find out more about my man Ellis because he is hot to try, baby. Let's go, Ellis. Appreciate you, man. That's funny, man. Let's go, girls. Oh, wow. <laughs> the Miller's Edge matchmaking. Let's head on over to Pat. Pat, welcome into the Miller's Edge. What's going on? Hey, guys. Man, oh, y'all just mentioned something that I'm extremely concerned about, that we did not get enough of style points against Auburn, that I felt like that we, in order for us to get uh, any kind of recognition for getting into the uh, 14 playoff, that we had to beat them. And not only cover the spread, but at least another touchdown, which would have been roughly 21 points. Uh, and it's, it's awful to have to do that kind of thing to beat teams down in order to get to go winning and winning the SEC championship. How in the crap can anybody in the right mind, uh, leave 
the winner of the SEC championship, whether it be Georgia or whether it be, I mean, Georgia, of course, Georgia's undefeated. Georgia wins her in. But uh, even us with one with one loss, how in the world can anybody in their right mind understand that Alabama is not playing extremely good football at this point in time? Yeah, I don't say. You know, listen, this is why, you know, Pat, I would say, you know, Alabama shouldn't have played Texas. You played them early. Your team is still trying to figure themselves out. The, the quarterback was in the oven still. You know, they, they, they had no identity. I, I talked about that early, right? Alabama had no identity early on. And, and still they had a chance to win that ball game in the fourth, right? But the point is, now that, that game that they scheduled against Texas hurts them. That's all everybody's talking about. And unfortunately, it could bite them because Texas is going to be in front of them. I don't, Texas is playing Oklahoma State. Uh, in the, in the short, uh, what's it, uh, the big, big 12. And then so Oklahoma lost to Central Florida like 45 to three Gus Malzahn. I'm, so I don't even know how good this Oklahoma State team is. Many people want Oklahoma State to lose and hope that they would, uh, Oklahoma would play Texas again. So it, that's why I said it may work out now that Alabama could win the SEC, which is crazy to think that you would, Hold the SEC champion out, the big brand, the the brand of all of college football, out if Alabama wins. And then still, I would even say a a, a 12-1 Georgia, in my opinion, still should be in that conversation as well. So I don't know what they're going to do, but all Alabama can do, as I said, is go, Pat, and win this game, win it double digits, 10 points, 12 points, convincingly, lay your resume on the desk, at the other committee and say, here it is. You know, because if you, if you look at a most deserving or the best four, definitely the best four, Alabama's in. If you want to play the game of most deserving, which I think is ludicrous, then Alabama may be out, which I think will be the most crazy thing that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, hey, look, hey, before I let you go, though, I have heard some things, though, on the Georgia deal. Oh, one of my buddies from over in Atlanta said that uh, Kirby had to disclose that uh, number 19 is high uh, high ankle sprain that he had fixed with a tightrope procedure or whatever and been stressed again. And that uh, that was again because he didn't play. He didn't play any at all or didn't play much. I didn't see the game, but I heard he didn't play any against uh, Georgia Tech. Is that true? Uh, that is true. And um, he was actually living. If you go back, what was that first game he came back? It might have been a Tennessee game. That After the game, they panned the camera to him. And he was limping pretty bad. And I said yeah. to myself, man, he, he must have re-injured that thing or something because he didn't look good walking off the field at all. So they'll try to get him right. You know, in this game, they'll shoot him up. They'll do whatever they have to do because – they want to win this game, but he is not a hundred percent. Even if he plays, he's not a hundred percent. Okay, I also heard they have another receiver that is also uh, limited, from what I understand. Wouldn't that be ironic for both of their top receivers to be uh, and, and and us whip them, and then they'll use that as an excuse? Would that be ironic or what? <laughs> I think we know a little something about that, right? As we talk yeah. about a national championship game, because had not we lost those receivers, 
they would, would have maybe one championship for sure because I don't think Alabama loses that game. I mean, Bryce Young was on fire until those boys got hurt. So, yeah, uh, yeah that would be ironic. That, that's that's kind of the way it works sometimes. I got you. Okay. All right, guys. Hey, y'all have a blessed week, and hopefully we'll get to talk to you before the ball game. Thank you. Okay, all. Pat. Yes, Roll time. Thank you, Pat. All right, we got to hit a break. It is 12.40, my time, 11.40 Central. i see you. We got our message from Rick. We got Miguel on the line and others stay Miguel. right there. We Miguel. come back. Miguel, I'm sorry. There you go. Come on, man. You got to get on your Miguel, my bell. I don't on, know. What, what, what you said, man? I just said Miguel. Are you talking so low? Bring your voice Miguel. up. Miguel. That's on no. I'm 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 choking the mic right now. I don't know how. <laughs> Maybe you need to turn your volume up. That's kind of nasty. Been with me. Oh, we got a figure of speech, man. Come on, man. More phone calls. Two zero five three four two ninety nine zero four is the number. Don't forget that free app on Tide. It's the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. I'm driving through Georgia right now. I gotta use the bathroom. Be back. Alabama, Georgia. 10, 5, touchdown, Alabama. It's the SEC Championship live from Atlanta, Georgia. Let's get out of here again. Alabama wins it. Cheer on the Tide this Saturday as the Crimson Tide look to get revenge on the Bulldogs. Our coverage starts at noon from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. On your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. From our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation. Across the United States. And from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here. Working hard for you. In an effort to provide you with. Excellence in sports medicine. Excellence in research. Research and education. And excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Are you- this is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Well, you know, I think that, you know, all these sort of, you call them rivalry games, you know, some of them are instilled in the culture like the Auburn game, the Iron Bowl. Uh, that's part of the culture. You know, people have been watching that game for how many years? And um, it's always going to be that. And then, you know, some of uh, these other sort of rivalry games, as you call them, uh, aren't traditional rivalries, uh, but because there's two really good teams playing uh, and it's been historically that way for a while um they become those kind of games and you know that's kind of what this has become so um you know you don't get an opportunity to play against a team who's won you know 29 straight games very often uh which speaks to their quality uh but it also speaks to the challenge and the opportunity that, you know, our team has in preparing for a team like this. That is the goal, Nick Saban, on yesterday, doing his press conference. Talked about the rivalry, and it is a rivalry. It's turned into a good one. As a matter of fact, I think I read in an article from Chris Lowe of ESPN yesterday that Alabama and Georgia will be playing in 2024. 
So the uh, east and west divisions now terminated. We might see more quality games like Georgia and Alabama. 205-342-9904. Free app, tie 100.9. Let's go to the reader of readers, Noah Haynes behind the glass. Noah, we got the app message. Yes, that's correct. We have got an app message from Rick today. Rick is saying uh, that he – was there ever an official explanation of the called penalty against Bama in the Auburn had three players in motion causing the Bama Dean Lyman jump in the neutral zone? You guys know what he's talking about? Yeah, well, he said was there ever an explanation. Not that I'm aware of. I, I thought that it would have been a penalty on Auburn uh, because they had uh, – Three guys in motion at the same time. I, I didn't think you could do that. Um, maybe my dad knows more about that than I do, but that, I thought that I, I thought that was more of an issue on their, their part. No, that that should have been a flag because you had right? the receiver going in motion, right? Right, and, and the, then the, you, the two, you go the tight end trade, trade at the same time. Right, yeah. The receiver never stopped. The receiver stopped. Right. Then they went. He has trade. to stop and reset. Then you can go right uh, tight end trade. But they were moving at the same time. It should have been a penalty. And we talked about this on yesterday. The officiating of that game was atrocious for both teams. I yeah. mean, there were a lot of missed calls both sides. They were horrible. And, and they need to be held accountable. They need to be held uh, to a standard. And it's, it's pathetic that you have all the missed calls in the football game. It's pathetic. I don't know if they get evaluated after every game, but they, they need to. Yeah, they definitely should. Let's head on back to the phone line. Before we do that, I want to remind you guys about our good friends at the Good Feet Store. If you're in any type of pain, foot pain, knee pain, or back pain, go check them out. Those premium arch supports are great for eliminating and alleviating any type of pain you're dealing with. They get you in that proper balance. So go check them out. Let's try before you buy. You've got nothing to lose. It's over in Midtown Village, or you can always go on their website at thegoodfeetstore.com and schedule an appointment today. Again, that's Good Feet, improving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time um and gary harris he just sent me a list of all the penalties that the officials missed he was very uh he's very upset with a lot of those calls and he he has a breakdown of all the the penalties that were missed according to an official i guess that he has spoke with but uh i think we're running low on time so let's let's head back to the phone lines let's go to uh miguel miguel welcome into the miller's edge Good morning, Christian. How y'all doing? Doing well. How are you? Doing great, brother. I'm doing well. I'm, uh, I just want to add this. Uh, you and your father have a good relationship. I like that. Yes, sir. Thank and, you. And and I don't. I don't want to say this. It's coming from the Bible. I know your dad's a, a, a minister, and I just want to say this. It's Philippians four verses thirteen. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Yep. Okay. Earlier, earlier, earlier in the season, when all the haters was going to get smeared, and and your father, your father was saying that give him time, give him time, and when when Bama played uh, the, their second the second team after uh, I guess after they lost to uh, Texas, um, they put they they put both quarterbacks in and Miro sat out. All, all Nick Saban was doing is, is let him see the whole picture of, of what 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 people was talking about. With that he said he wasn't wasn't any good. So he sat Miro out, and Miro saw what things that that could help him be a better quarterback. 
And I, I just want to agree with your father that uh, all the haters need to come up. All the haters need to pay up. <laughs> How about zero? We we call that we we call on those receipts, baby. Bring them up. And and I have one more thing, and I'm gonna let y'all go. Um, there was something in that last play. Was how many seconds on the clock? Forty three seconds, and uh, there are thirty uh, thirty one yards, and they uh, to the thirty thirty one and go. So they had to make a touchdown to win the game. Yep. And Miro had Miro had a lot of he had a lot of time in the pocket. He was looking left, he was looking in the middle, he was looking in the right. Then he saw he saw number seventeen break and he just threw it. And hey, uh, that that won the game. It did. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so, the, so the offense the offense the front line the front line held held uh at Miro enough time to throw the ball. Well, they only rushed two. <laughs> Auburn was only rushing two. Yeah. yeah. I, I probably would have had a, maybe one more extra rusher. I mean, I get that was probably like their prevent style of defense. I don't know what they were doing, though. I mean, all I know is it worked out for us, and that's all that matters. Yeah, and I'm not mad at the call because, I mean, you have as a defensive coordinator, those are the two options that you have, right? You're going to drop everybody back. You think, you know, that far – you're going to have people covered up, and if he wants to run, you're going to be able to come up and defend him. So I'm not mad at the call. They just didn't execute what they were trying to do defensively very well, which we're all happy about on today. But, um, you know, my my mindset playing defense is attack. And I'm with you, Christian. I would just turn him loose and say, hey, go make him get the ball out of his hands, and let's just ride it up and make a tackle and win this game. But it didn't do that. Appreciate the phone call. Let's keep it rolling. We've got two or three more. Try to get you in the next six minutes. Let's go to Turner in South Carolina. Turner, welcome in. What's up, guys? How are y'all? We're up, blessed, buddy? my friend. Blessed. I heard that. Um, you know, uh, I had a little you know, get together over at the house and we had food and stuff. And I had, you know, I live in South Carolina, so mostly with Carolina Clemson fans. But I can tell you one thing, our game was more exciting than the Clemson Carolina game for sure. <laughs> and I mean, they even said it. And, um, and so it worked out great. But I thought that we were done when, um, you know, when the center did the bad snap. But do you think... Uh, you know, this is always, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Do you think that the bad snap actually helped the throw into the end zone? Because I would think it would be easier to throw it into the end zone from that distance than up close where the defense is close, where you can spread people out. And that's the only question I got. And I got tickets. Uh, I, I've been buying tickets since 94, since it's been in Atlanta. So I'm taking my 14-year-old son, who plays outside linebacker, Christian. And oh, yeah. he is so He's so excited. He's playing middle school ball. He's gonna go. He's gonna be a freshman next year at Lexington High School. But he is so excited about going to the game. I'm excited about him going. So I'll be there too. And maybe if I see y'all around, I'll just say hello to you. But what do y'all think about that field position on that throw? Do you think that that snap helped them with that throw, or, or it didn't matter? I think it was perfect. I think it was just set up the way the Lord wanted to be set. Yeah, I was, I was, about, to, I was about to say, I, I see where you're going with that, Turner. But the uh, only thing I always say is, I mean, it, it's a lot easier to score the closer you are, especially, you know, given once you get backed up like that, Auburn could, you know, they're playing that prevent style defense. I'm not going to lie. That, that is extremely hard to score. And I know we practiced that that play. 
but if, if we're being honest, I would much rather be <laughs> 10, 15 yards closer. But I, I get the logic, and, and thanks again, Turner, for calling. And uh, I, I, I need to I need to see some highlights of your son, Turner. I know you said he plays outside linebacker. He's in, uh, he's in right by me, you know, in Lexington. Yeah, I which I'm over there, Turner. Lexington. I'm at the Maduro room right there next to uh, McAllister's in Lexington, South Carolina. And I actually met mentor Tate Mines, who's a quarterback at Lexington High School. He's a senior, so I'm over there a lot. So shoot me a message at Pastor Payne 57 on X, and maybe we can get together for sure to AJ. Let's take one more call. AJ, let's, yeah, AJ, we'll let's go, go to AJ. AJ, you up next. You're on the Miller's Edge. How are you doing? Doing well, doing. man. How are you? I am so, so pumped for the opportunity to have this game. After the past three years, this is like bringing it more for a circle than even a national championship would for me. Because you go back, like, Two years ago, and we have the key injuries and the wide receivers in the national championship after beating them in the SEC championship. So you've got the split there. Then last year, we just didn't get an opportunity to play them. Yeah. You go back and look. I think we were number, we've been number one and two, no matter what any committee said, no matter who's won or hasn't won. Um, we've been number one and two for the past, I don't know how many years. So last year, we didn't get to play them because of. You know, uh, Kelly two point conversion that's crazy um, in overtime and a walk off field goal in Tennessee. And if you look at what the nation's saying outside of the SEC, outside of Alabama, they're like, they're, it's laughable. Like, you know, I've got friends up north. So I'm like, yeah, Alabama's got a shot, and they're like, what? It's not. They're not even in the conversation. Mm. So this to have this opportunity for this game, I think. To me, it's bigger than even a national championship because it it has the better history for the three years, and I can live with peace no matter what happens in this game, knowing that no matter what, we had the opportunity to play Georgia, and then the rest of it will work its way out. We'll I think next year will be even more exciting with the expanded playoffs. But I couldn't be more excited for this game. This game to me, like my heart's pumping more than even if we had the opportunity to play. Florida State or Washington in a national championship. This one's going to mean a heck of a lot more. No doubt. Well, AJ, we appreciate you calling it. It's going to have a lot of significance, and there's a lot of implications on the line, but we're running short on time. Sorry if we didn't get to you. I know we had a couple people left, a couple app messages. Crystal. But we'll, we'll get to you guys tomorrow. Make sure you guys call back again tomorrow or send in your messages on the app. We always try to get to as many as we can, but we only got an hour, so we got to do what we can. But again, it's been a fun uh, show right here on the Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC. Again, we are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. Got to get out of here, folks. We will see you guys tomorrow as we rush around the SEC on a Wednesday. See you guys tomorrow. The Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily.